It's 10 p.m., the night before Walnut Lake's neighborhood supermarket closes its doors forever. The owners and night crew have a long shift ahead of them, longer than they think. Ace checkout girl Jennifer, played by Lethal Weapon's Renee Estevez, has a deranged ex-boyfriend who's fresh out of prison. When he appears outside, weird things start happening. The phone lines are cut, and the night crew starts dying, one by one, in the most gruesome ways imaginable. An ex-cop is trying to find out who the killer is and what possessed him to start the bloody rampage. But is it the ex-boyfriend, or is it someone else? I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the the B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here we review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Uh, Welcome back as we continue our shopping month with our grocery store excursion in the movie Intruder from the year 1989. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, Top and bottom three. Let's do the bottom three this week first. Sounds good. Um, So I'll let you start start us off, Paul. For number three... The acting in this movie wasn't particularly great. It was um, not the worst I've ever seen. Didn't ruin the movie by any reason, but I thought a lot of the dialogue could have been better. That could have made this movie a little bit more enjoyable. Number two, this movie was really slow-paced. In the beginning, it's just Jennifer fighting with, what's his name? Her ex- Craig. Craig, yeah. There were no murders till the movie was already a half hour in. And then the first murder was off-screen, and then the murders were just like, oddly spaced out like it could have been i don't even know if it's like in more in quicker succession but more like it was like you were starting over with each one and i thought that they could have been i don't know somehow linked together a little bit better it seemed like they were awkwardly spaced and for number one the killer's motivations were mostly non-existent he was just crazy which was kind of cool but he's just like uh yeah, I guess I just kind of killed people. Oh, well, I'm crazy. And that, that was funny, but, like, it's like, really? That's that's where we're going with this? On my bottom three, I have to say, uh, number three... Um, actually, I'm going to transpose yours here. Uh, number three for me was that the, the setup for the movie takes about a half an hour, and nothing really happens other than uh, Craig comes to the store and he's an asshole. Number two for me... The acting. It, it, it was pretty dry in the beginning, and um, except for the one character at the end, which I'll talk about in the top. I don't want to spoil it for you just yet. Gotta keep you in suspense. Um, the killer. Oh, boy. Um, like, nobody really has a personality outside of, oh, I'm a cashier. I like this boy because he's, you know, a stock boy. And the guy in the cooler's like, oh, I'm gonna drink beer because I stock the beer cooler. Number one... They bill Bruce Campbell as the star of the movie in not only on, on the DVD case, but in the trailer that's on the DVD. And, you know, he gets top billing. And he's only in the movie for like 20 seconds. Like yeah. at the very end, he shows up as one of the cops to arrest people. In fact, if you didn't know it was Bruce Campbell, most people probably wouldn't even notice because there was no point. He didn't have, he had barely any line. I feel like you said he was in there for the last 20 seconds. It's like, what was the point? For number three, I'm going to go with, I thought the dialogue really flowed pretty well. The interactions between the characters were entertaining and they didn't seem forced. Like I said, the acting wasn't great, but it, everything kind of flowed pretty well, so I was pretty okay with that. Uh, for number two, I definitely enjoyed the grocery store item-themed deaths. Like, one guy got killed off a meat, off a meat hook. Um, one guy got killed in a um, garbage... Um, 
trash a compactor. trash compactor, which is just amazing. And this guy got his head sliced off by a meat slicer. It was pretty amazing. And for number one, I'm going to have to go with this movie had two twist endings. Finding out who the killer was and how the movie overall ends were two things I really wasn't expecting. So even though, as I stated with my bottom ones, I thought the killer's motivations were forced to say the least. I thought that having the twist was pretty good. So I'm I'm a sucker for a good twist. Oh, so, so you like M. Night Shyamalan movies then? I like one M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> movie. Six um, cents. Okay, so so my top three. Uh, number three is that once the killing starts, like, the carnage doesn't stop. You, you thought it, it was paced bad, but I, I thought it kind of, like, it, it felt like it kept going. I didn't think there was too much time between the deaths, except, like, the first killing in the parking lot. You're like, okay, so when's somebody going to die again? And then, one, it, then it just, like, starts and it, it keeps going. Number two, you said the grocery store deaths in uh, the themed deaths. I think one death above them all has has to be mentioned, and that's the bandsaw death. Back in the meat-cutting area, they have a bandsaw. And um, you expect whenever they go to put an actor's head through a bandsaw that they would cut away, or that they would, like, show a partial thing, or they would, like, pan up and blood would just spatter. But no, they actually, like, had a, a good made-up uh, head that they pushed the uh pushed through and it actually looked like a person's face was being cut in half by the bandsaw um i have to imagine that they they had like synthetic skin that they put over it and that they filled it with some kind of meat because it wasn't just like throwing a styrofoam head through there like it had some substance and yeah they did a really good job with that i was i was impressed number one okay Here's time. It's time for the big reveal spoiler alert here it is if you've been waiting since 1989 to see this movie and you, you know, don't want to know who the killer is. You've heard then, of this movie before. Then number one, don't watch any trailer for this movie. Number two, when you find this movie, don't look at the cover. Because most of the versions of this movie, unlike the version that I have, actually has the killer on the cover looking all killer-like. Uh, number three, stop listening to us for the next, like, 30 seconds. The killer is Bill. Bill. The manager that actually cares about his employees. Bum, bum, bum. And at the end of the movie, he's no longer Bill. He's Crazy Bill. And um, he's just... Bill evolved into Crazy Bill. He he takes all the personality that should have been in the other characters and, and uses them for himself. He made a great crazy guy. He's and, very entertaining. And, you know, first off, somehow through all the people he's murdered throughout the movie, he's managed to keep his clothes blood free. Uh, when he's, like, chasing, uh, Jennifer through the store at the end of the movie, he still, like, stops to, like, straighten up the store from things that have fallen off the shelves. <laughs> Why? Because he's fucking nuts! Because it's his store. He, you gotta respect the store. Uh, you know, he loves this store. Um, he uses one of the other characters, decapitated heads, as a puppet. Uh, that to, was hilarious. To lure Jennifer down, down one of the aisles, and then, then to beat Craig with, like... Oh. I love how after she realizes it's a decapitated head, he's, like, still, like, turning to it and talking to it. He was just so insane. It was great. And then the fact that uh, that he gets away with it at the very end. Like, he manages to manipulate people and, and get through everything. That is uh, my number one for this movie, it is Crazy Bill at the end. Um, and you get Crazy Bill for a good 20, 25 minutes. Since you thought that the dialogue was... Pretty okay. decent, yeah. or, or, you know, flowed well. 
let's let's do a little bit of a quote war here. How about how about we say three quotes? Ready? Sounds good. You Ready? go. You yeah. go first. I swear to God, if my brother hadn't hit hit him in the head repe- repeatedly with a blender, he would have killed me. I truly am sorry, but there's gonna be another killing here tonight. Here comes fucking Parker, swinging the head by the hair in one hand, and the and has a hamburger in the other, and he's still eating it. As long as that check clears, they can turn this place into a porno shop for all I care. So, yeah, um, those, those are some of our favorite quotes from this movie. If you've seen this movie and have some favorite quotes from it, uh, don't forget to tweet us at bmoviebros or find us on Facebook at b-moviebros. Tell us what you think of this movie, uh, how you feel, what's your favorite quote, who won this episode's quote war. All right, so uh, let's get into our final take here. Um, we're going to give you a score on our shot scale, which, of course, is a reverse scale, 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to take to get through this movie? Um, just a number score, Paul. What do you think? Give us a 4 out of 10. No, not bad. Not bad. Um, I'm going to give this a 2 out of 10. So uh, why don't you fill us in on why you think it's a 4 out of 10? This movie was all right. I enjoyed the grocery-themed murders and the twist endings, but... It was so slow-paced and barely stood out amongst the all the slasher movies I've seen. Um, horror is normally really fun, a really fun genre, even when it's not fantastic. So I did have a decent time watching it, but ultimately this movie's pretty easily forgettable and really doesn't have much rewatch value, at least to me. So that's really my only thoughts on it. So I give it a two out of ten, and uh, this is why. Um, th- this movie starts out slow, like like frozen maple syrup slow. However, if you can get to the killings, uh, then you're in for a treat. The initial killings are your standard butcher knife twins, you know, stabby and slashy. But then you get treated to a nice trash compactor and bandsaw death. The characters are dull, but that's just because all the personality of this film is taken up by Bill, the the co-owner and resident slasher of Walnut Lake Supermarket. His total psychotic and badass personality alone make it worth watching this movie. You know, even if only once. Yeah, if you want to know what happens to a local business owner when they're forced to sell their business, then this movie explains it all. Let's get into this here. I know not everybody likes the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give our B-movies an A-movie companion, a movie of a higher class and higher standard. So we're going to give you uh, two different movies that are an A-movie companion for this B-movie. Um, I have to say, uh, an A-movie companion for Intruder would be the, the 2007 Stephen King's The Mist. Both movies take place in a grocery store. Both movies take place overnight. Uh, both movies had makeup and special effects done by Greg Nicotero. People end up dying, and yes, both movies feature a grocery store employee murdering at least one person. And, uh, both movies end, uh, with, with a twist that you know, kind of wasn't expected at all. Unless you're expecting a twist, then you'll probably be hypothesizing through the whole movie and figure it out. Which, you know, is generally what happens when you're told that a movie has a twist. So, uh, so yeah. That's it. I mean, The Mist and uh, Intruder, both grocery stores. A movie. B movie. There you go. Get her done. (laughs) Yeah, not bad. For mine, I'm going to have to go with the 1980 Stanley Kubrick film, The Shining. Also a Stephen King novel. Yep. Good point. Both movies take place in a somewhat ordinary setting, but when you look at the setting, it really would 
there would be a lot of places to hide bodies, and you could really get away with murder pretty easily in them. The Shining takes place in a hotel. Tons of rooms in a hotel. You can hide bodies anywhere. You got tons of, like, um, stuff from the kitchen you can get. There's, well, like uh, Jack in the movie finds, it's you can murder people pretty easily in it. The Intruder... Bill kills people in all sorts of supermarket-related ways. He hides their bodies in the back rooms and stuff. It was It's a common place, but it, it, it turned out to be pretty good for murdering. Both places that it took place had some kind of psychological effect on the murderer. For Bill, he had spent his entire life working at that supermarket. He had gone from a butcher to co-owner somehow, and he... Just went crazy after that. For Jack in The Shining, the hotel is haunted. He went crazy from, like, isolation, from frustration in writing, but also because the house had certain effects on him. I, I thought it was because of no cable and no beer. That's The Simpsons version. Oh, damn it! I'm always <laughs> getting those confused. I think everyone does, but it's especially more with the book, The Shining, but that makes it more clear. But even in the movie, Stanley Kubrick said, yes, it was the house that made him go crazy. Well, the, the hotel is what I mean. Both of them ha- featured a chase at the end of the movie through some kind of labyrinth-type thing. In The Shining... The scene at the end where Jack is chasing Danny through the hedge maze was very iconic. In uh, The Intruder, at the end of the movie, Bill is chasing Jennifer through the aisles of the store, and it just really reminded me of that. It's like, how do you get out, and you only have certain directions to go to. It was it was really well done, and they were both really quite scary. So, And yeah, that's why it's an A-movie version of The Intruder. So yeah, at this point, uh, I think we're ready to... Uh... Drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. So, uh, Paul and I are going to give you some drinking games for this movie, in case you want to drink. Of course, since this is a slasher flick, we have to go with standard. Every time someone dies, take a drink. Um, Number two, whenever one of the workers is consuming something from the store, take a drink. Number two, anytime Craig appears, take a drink. Now, if you don't hear Craig's name... It's okay, just look for the guy in the leather jacket. Number four. Anytime Bill talks about Parker swinging ahead and eating, finish your drink. And number five, because it's shopping month, anytime someone enters a store, take a drink. Now, I know you might be saying, but these people start out in the store. Well, that's okay. They had to enter the store at some point. So as soon as the movie starts... Whenever a character is introduced for the first time, take a drink because they just entered the store or had to enter it before that scene. And if they leave the store and come back, well, that's okay. Take another drink because they just came into the store. So basically drink every time there's a character in a store? No, because if if they've, you know, been in the store and they haven't left the store, like after you've seen them in their initial scene, like you don't drink again. Like if they went to take the garbage out, and then they come back into the store. Or like, you know, when, when Craig is kicked out of the store, but then when he comes back into the store the next time, you, you, you take a drink for him, you know, entering I the store. I thought you said if they, like, appeared in the store, that means they had to have entered it at some point. Well, like, at the very beginning, because you don't yeah. see them walk into the store, but, like, okay. w- when they're initially... Okay, you so know, you take a drink the at the start of, like, yeah. characters. Yeah. Okay, that's a fun one. So, uh, so, Paul, what are your drinking games for this? 
Uh, for mine, I've got every time you see a name brand item, whether it's cereal or beer or anything in the store, take a drink. Every time you see a grocery store related death, take a drink. Every time you see police incompetence or brutality, take a drink. There's a lot of that. And every time Crazy Bill gets stabbed or attacked with a knife or is bleeding profusely, take another drink. And that is how you can drink away this flick. So, yeah, there you have it. If you want to join us next week, which, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will, whether they listen to this episode or not, because uh, we're doing a little bit more of a famous movie next week. We will continue shopping month with the 1995 color movie debut of Kevin Smith's directorial talents with the movie Mall Rats. Yeah, I, I think Paul's been excited to do this one. So it'd be good. I'm um, a pretty big Kevin Smith fan. So, uh, so there you go. Next week will be Mall Rats as we continue shopping month. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros. That's all one word. Like us on Facebook at b-movie space bros. That's bmoviebros. Um, you can uh, tweet Paul directly at at bmoviepaul. Um, and yeah, that's it. So uh, until we meet again, be brave, be alive, be back next week. <laughs>